letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Tuesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include trying to recruit more firefighters in St. Paul, a grocery worker's strike is averted, and Minnesota pays off a big debt early. But we'll begin with what has become a summer theme, air quality alerts. For a time this morning, the Twin Cities had the third worst air of any major urban area in the world. Once again, due to smoke pouring in from Canada and those wildfires that continue to burn. They have now caused another air quality alert for much of the state through Thursday at midnight, especially for those with heart and lung issues. WCCO Radio Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas says it's a cycle that we need to get used to. But this is going to be a fixture, I think, much of the summer. Couple of days of blue sky, then a couple of days of smoke. Douglas says forecasting the smoke is also a challenge. He says they can only know about 24 hours in advance when the smoke will arrive or depart. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. A month-long recruiting effort by the St. Paul Fire Department ends Friday. And the results might be surprising. Recruiting new firefighters to the St. Paul Fire Department has certainly changed. Probably about 15 years ago or you know, 20 years ago when I was applying, um, we had three or 4,000 um, applicants. That's Deputy Chief Roy Macoso, who says there were around 1,000 applicants during St. Paul Fire's last opening for applications five years ago. This month, he says they'll likely see around 400 applications and that the pandemic, along with civil unrest in the Twin Cities, has driven people away from pursuing the profession. That was something that, you know, was in people's faces. And I think that there's some folks that are kind of turned off to the idea that they would ever have to respond or deal with a situation like that. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. The University of Minnesota Board of Regents has approved a $4.5 billion budget, which includes tuition increases for students. Students at the University of Minnesota's Twin Cities and Rochester campuses will be looking at a 3.5% increase in tuition, while students in Crookston, Duluth, and Morris will be charged 1% more. Board Chairperson Janie Mayeron. The whole point of the budget, though, is to focus on students Uh, success uh, and our commitment to them uh, and also our commitment is in terms of being the state premier research university to prepare students for to go into the workplace and also our commitment to the community. She says system-wide average student debt is below the U.S. average by more than $2,000. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. A possible strike by workers at 22 Lunds and Byerly's stores in Minnesota has apparently been averted. The union representing some 2,500 employees threatened to walk off the job this Thursday if an agreement was not reached. But there is word this morning from the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 663 that they have a tentative agreement with management that provides for higher wages for both full and part-time workers along with better health care options. Union leaders say they hope to have a vote from the rank and file to officially ratify the deal this weekend. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Family of five young Muslim women killed in a high-speed crash in South Minneapolis last week are speaking out about the loss and calling for more information about the tragedy. The void left in my life by your passing is immeasurable 
and the pain of your absence is a constant reminder of how precious our time together was. During an emotional press conference, the older sister of Savreen Ali spoke of her little sister, one of the five killed in the crash. She and others joined leaders of the Council on American-Islamic Relations Minnesota to call for an independent investigation into the crash. Jelani Hussein is executive director. Specifically, the no longer union boss of the Minneapolis Police Department's wife uh, who shared many of the information uh, about this case. We felt that that is also part of the investigation that needs to be reviewed. 27-year-old Derek Thompson is charged with multiple state and federal counts in connection to the incident. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. It's now been 28 years since the disappearance of Minnesota native Jody Hoosentruth. The 27-year-old was reported missing after failing to show up for her early morning anchor shift at KIMT-TV in Mason City. Police found signs of a struggle in her apartment parking lot, including drag marks on the pavement, a bent car key, and items from her bags strewn all over. After nearly three decades, there still have not been any answers as to what led to her disappearance, whose intrude was declared legally dead in May of 2001. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. For the first time in more than 30 years, the Minnesota Association of Professional Employees Union was able to negotiate a significant wage raise for its members. The union, who represents over 30% of the state workforce, secured a 10% overall wage increase with the Minnesota Department of Management and Budget. Union President Megan Dayton says the deal was unprecedented. This is the largest wage increase that our bargaining unit has seen since 1982. Dayton says although this is a big step forward, the deal has yet to meet union demands. Five and a half and four and a half is a lot lower than what our employees are worth. It is frustrating to see that our employer continues to offer wage increases that are below inflation. Dayton says the union plans to ask for more wage increases at the next negotiation in 2025. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. The state of Minnesota will receive $650 million in federal dollars to upgrade or in some cases install broadband high-speed internet access to areas of the state that are without. It's part of President Biden's commitment to connect every part of the country by the end of the decade. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar called it a game changer. Minnesota is always held up as an example of doing good mapping and figuring out what our needs are. And now we need to finish the job. Right now, there are about 200,000 homes and businesses in the state that do not have access to broadband capabilities. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Sentencing in Hennepin County for one of the men charged in connection to a shooting inside the Mall of America last summer. 23-year-old Rashad May pleaded guilty in April to aiding an offender to avoid arrest. Investigators say he and 21-year-old Shamar Lark returned to the store following an argument with Lark opening fire at two men inside the store. The 23-year-old Burnsville man was sentenced to 77 days in the Hennepin County Workhouse with a one-year jail sentence suspended for a year. He will be released for work and the college classes he's taking and will be on probation for two years. A second-degree assault charge against him was dropped as part of the plea agreement. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. And finally today, U.S. Bank Stadium's debt has officially been paid off. 23 years early. The final $378 million in bond payments were paid off by the Minnesota Department of Management and Budget yesterday thanks to this year's tax bill passed in the Minnesota Legislature. According to the Department of Management and Budget, paying the debt early saves Minnesotans 
$226 million in interest payments. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.